Hello and welcome to the Curious Life podcast, where we ask what you're thinking. My name is Yana Firestone. On today's episode, we talk with Sydney comedian Josh Hawkins. You may know him as Hi Josh, the comedic genius behind the bad lip reading maths videos, batchy recaps, or Wake Up Wednesday's interactive dance-a-thons. Josh has risen to fame thanks to a number of viral videos which have seen him trade in his life as a pastor of the church for a full-time gig in the Church of Laughs. We talk about Josh's rise to fame, his thoughts on religion, and his own personal beliefs that inform his practice, and we get an inside look into the thoughts that drive the comedy. Josh is a very humble and unassuming guy whose videos bring a lot of joy to the world. If you haven't already discovered this Aussie gem, make sure you check him out across all the social platforms at Hi Josh. And please remember you can join in the conversation on Facebook or Instagram at The Curious Life Podcast. And don't forget to throw us a rating or review if you like what you hear. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Curious Life podcast. Today I'm joined by, hi Josh. That's me. Otherwise known as Josh Hawkins. Yeah. So Josh, (laughs) you rose to fame with a whole lot of YouTube videos. Okay. And I think a lot of people would know you today from your maths bad lip reading videos. Potentially, yeah. That's been like the latest thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, doing some deep diving into your history for this interview, I actually found that you've been doing these videos for, is it 10 years or more now? Almost 12 years. I think my first YouTube video was in 2007. Whoa. What is it now? 2019? Yeah, Yeah. so 11 years-ish. Amazing. Yeah. So did you start off, you know, was it just for a bit of fun or what what kind of got you in the YouTube field? Yeah, well, it was out of boredom. Mm-hmm. Like, so I I was always on the other side of the camera. Like, we had a camera around our home normally. And so I just, like, play around with it. And then I started making videos for, like, our youth group and our, you know, camps and stuff like that. And then I bought them. I made this first video, which was um, my friend rang me up. And he's, like, he, he was also into video. He's a few steps ahead of me. He's, like, what are you doing? I was, like, nothing. He's, like, okay. Do you want to see how much chocolate milk you can drink? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. So he came around. He, um, he brought a suit for me to wear. <laughs> we filled up a bubble bath. I sat in the bubble bath and drank three liters of milk. Oh, my God. And that was my first YouTube video. <laughs> I won't tell you how it ends. You can go watch that if okay. you really want. I'll definitely be looking that one up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did you get much sort of traction from that first video or was it? Uh, not really. Like YouTube was pretty new back then so like traction i don't know wasn't even really a thing like facebook wasn't around mm. so it was, it was hard to gauge do you have an audience and what do they think of it so i honestly don't know how many views it had had i think now it's probably got like two thousand yeah you know, over 12 years which <laughs> you know by today's standards is like nothing yeah it's a failure but but like I was just making it for my own, like, enjoyment and my friends. Yeah. So I was really, like, you know, if my friends saw it and were like, oh, that was interesting, I'm like, cool, that's my audience. You know, yeah. Ten people or whatever. <laughs> What's well, a good start anyway. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I think people would probably know you from the videos that really skyrocketed your mm. notoriety, which is the Australian slang videos. Yeah. 
G'day, my name is Josh. This is my mate Reese. G'day. Now we're from Australia, we love a good chat, mm-hmm. but not for too long. So, what us Aussies have gone and done is abbreviated everything Australia. Australia. Football. Footy. Tennis ball. Tenno. Biscuit. Bicky. Chocolate. Chocky. Chocolate. Biscuit. Chocky Bicky. Mm. McDonald's Maccas Laptop Lappy <laughs> ACDC Akadaka Devastated Defo Definitely Defo Morning tea Monos No one has ever said that I say that all the time What time is it? Monos Get a bicky Afternoon Arvo This afternoon Savo Dinner Dindins I saw some interviews that you were doing at the time, you know, on all the morning shows yeah. And, you know, it was viral on every platform that I was using Yeah so did you have any intention of that being, you know, a major uh, piece or? No, definitely <laughs> not. I think like the, once you start making videos, you realize I have no idea how to make like a, a viral video. Yeah. And the ones that you don't expect to go viral, well, some, like, sometimes it happens. Yeah. You're like, why did that happen? Because like people have done like slang videos before, like teaching people Australian vernacular yeah so it's not like a new concept but it's just like the timing of it like the way that we did it like this the length of it was just so short and snappy yeah. so no like it was actually that idea came out of uh and i like a failed idea essentially like i did it with a friend reese mm-hmm. and we're like well, let's make a video you know just for fun and so we had this idea of like a prank video that we would go to cafes and see uh, how many sugars we could order before someone said something. Like, yeah. And, and we didn't really want to do a prank video, but we're like, it's actually a good idea. Like, you know, can you order a cappuccino with 10 sugars? Yeah. And what what would the barista's reaction be? Like, would they say no? Like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. So we're like, oh, let's just let's scrap that idea. And then I was like, well, I got this idea for an Aussie video. So we shot it and then, yeah, just like. People just really connected with it. It was crazy. Absolutely. And it wasn't just here. It was international too. I mean, you were being mentioned in news clips kind of all over the States and all over the world. But interestingly enough, when I looked at your YouTube page, I think that one had something like 2.2 million views or something like that. But then a 15-second clip of you eating (laughs) the world's hottest burrito had something like 5 point something million views. Yeah. So the, the Aussie video went viral on Facebook. Right, um, okay. So it got, like, on my page it's got 7 million and then a, another Crazy. upload had 8 million. Like, a bunch of different re-uploads had that 2 million was just, like, over time, like, over the three years that it's been up. Yep. But, yeah, this burrito <laughs> video, there's actually a competition that, like, this Mexican place was holding. I was driving. I, I went to, like, a Bible college for three years. Yeah. And uh, on my way there, this one morning, an ad came on the radio. It was like, new salsas opening up in Burwood. Come eat the world's hottest burrito. We'll give you a hundred bucks and, and then film yourself doing it and you could win $5,000. And I was like, <laughs> I was on my way to Bible college and it probably Old Testament lecture in the morning. I was like, I could use a hundred dollars as a student. <laughs> so I went past the shops, which were pretty close by. I ate this burrito and I'm, I'm not good with hot food like at all. <laughs> so. I ate this burrito and I don't know if it was worth $100 just for the pain I went through for the next day. It looked extreme. But then I made this 15-second video hoping to win the five grand, which I didn't end up winning. But this video, it ended up in 
a playlist on YouTube called Important Videos. Oh. <laughs> which is like someone's just curated this playlist of hundreds and hundreds of short random videos that they found around the internet. And th- this video ended up on it. And then like kind of the playlist kind of went viral to the point where like big YouTubers would watch the playlist and then comment on it. So at one point PewDiePie, yeah. the biggest YouTuber in the world, he's got like 70 million subscribers. He watched World's Hottest Burrito. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> how you know you've himself. made it. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, he watched like hundreds of other videos on the playlist, but he reacted to mine and I was like, okay. Amazing. I guess they, it's a little bucket list, tick, I guess. <laughs> Definitely. And I got like seven new subscribers out of that. A whole seven new new subscribers. Wow. I feel like almost everyone I know is following you now. I don't even know how it happened. It's (laughs) like you blink and suddenly everyone knows about you. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And I don't know how I feel about it because I'm kind of currently in it. Mm. Um, But since the math stuff, like my Instagram has like doubled or more than doubled. And it was already, I was already very happy with, you know, how many followers I had because the Batchy recaps went well. And, like, yeah. last season, again, like, my Instagram kind of doubled from that. And I was like, wow, like, you know, this is, I don't know, this is just nice. And yeah. then since the math stuff, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how I feel about everything that's going on because I don't know what's going on. I don't know what it means. I don't know if it'll end soon. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's next. Yeah. So, like, I'm just kind of taking it day by day. And enjoying people appreciate it. Like I, I said to you before, I, I've just come from meeting one of the maths contestants. Yeah. And like she, the whole time she was just talking about me and like, oh, this, this whole experience was worth it because of your videos and like everyone I like meet, like I show it to and like people are quoting your videos to me because you like <laughs> changed my voice and all this stuff. I'm like, this is just nuts. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's really nice to like make you know, back in the day doing the milk video where it's like 10 people, you know, I, I was like looking for the opinions of 10 people. Yeah. But now it's like, I don't know, it's just, it's nice to get feedback that what you do is really connecting with people. Absolutely. Yeah. My name is Brittany. My name is Brittany. I am from Sydney and I like playing frisbee. Yeah. What your name was? My name is Dasha. Yes, I have two sisters, Dansa, Franca, and my brother, Rudolf. I have a quick yarn and then I'll venture back over. We'll have a yarn over there. Right? Have a yarn here, have a yarn there, have a yarn is everywhere. Morning, lady. Morning, ladies. On the flip side of that, do you feel then pressure to maintain that level of hilarity? Yes and no. And I put it down to like, what my values are mm-hmm. and why I do it. I think about that a lot. I thought about that a lot when the videos went viral like four years ago because I was like, I reminded myself every day, I'm like, Josh, remember, it's a viral video, which means next week there'll be a new viral video. Mm-hmm. Everyone that watched yours isn't going to be interested in your, your milk video or like, <laughs> yeah. whatever you're doing next. So I was like, okay, so i got to work out why am I doing this? And I'm still trying to work that out, but I think it's – for me, it's like making good content, something that I'm kind of proud to make, but also like just kind of like shit, like bringing joy to people's lives. So yeah. if I can nail those two things and there's no number on that. So yeah. like I meet people and like, they're like, oh, you know what my favorite video is? I'm like, what? And I'm like, is is it the LZ one? Is it the, you know, the maths videos? And like, no, nah, nah. it's that like the pool cleaning video you did. Yeah. And like, 
you've seen that? <laughs> like, no one has seen this particular video. He's like, nah, my favorite video. I'm like, okay, I'm so glad I made that then. Yeah. Like, even if one person was like, that's the best thing you've ever done, then it was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of, I try and remind my, myself that, like, it's maths. It's the biggest show in Australia at the moment. You've kind of stumbled across, like, this niche, awesome content yep. for the time being. But maths ends this week. You know, I'm doing another show, which is fine, but it probably won't go as well. But, yeah, just, like, I guess keeping the value of making good content I'm proud of and making people laugh yeah, and not putting a number on it. I think it's yep. really important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think you're doing a great job of that. And and one of the other ways I think that you keep people smiling and bringing joy to them is Wake Up Wednesdays. (laughs) So are you a professional dancer? Because you have seriously got the moves. I mean. No. No? Have you had any training? I think I did break dancing for like a couple of months when I was like 18, but no. Are you serious? It's just it's just how I feel, you know. Oh my God, like really you've got the moves. Although I did <laughs> see a video with your grandma. Oh, my gosh. And I'm thinking. That's where it came from. Really. It has to have come from there. That was one of my favorite videos, the shimmy challenge. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Watching my partner try and shimmy after watching <laughs> that video. It's so hard. Double the Especially joy. for five minutes. It's totally. So yeah, and your grandma's just dry. Yeah, the way she shut down your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, like, have you seen the robot? She's like, mm, no, that doesn't appeal to me. Yes. So okay. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So obviously, dancing's in the family, but you somewhere, know, somewhere in the family, somewhere in the family. <laughs> but the other thing that you do, which is really fun, is Fashion Friday. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So I mean, when did you start kind of committing to these bi-weekly kind of? I guess, segments. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, it kind of came out of the viral video stuff because, like, one thing I've never had is consistency. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's like, it's like, oh, who's – hi, Josh. It's like, oh, he does this because it's – I don't just do that or I've only done that once or whatever. Yeah. Which is, like, in the YouTube world, it's a challenge to not have a thing. And I've – and I was like, should I just pick a thing? Um, but then the creative inside of me was like, no, like, don't, you know, don't pigeonhole yourself mm. into one thing, even though that would actually help people to, like, follow you. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, well, maybe I could try have a few consistent things while still doing the random, you know, videos. So I, I tried a thing called Just Ask Josh a couple yes. of years ago, and I really enjoyed that, and I want to get back to it. It's just I've been so busy with like the math stuff. Yeah. So I was doing that weekly and that was fun. And then, then I started doing wake up Wednesdays, which just kind of like, I was doing that in real life already. Like I was, I was doing it every day. I was really? like, first thing I do, I'll dance and it, it worked like, cause I'm not a morning, morning person, but it totally worked. I was like instant energy, instant happiness Wow. just by dancing in the morning. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm already doing it. Maybe I'll just share it with the world and see what happens. And then the fashion thing, most of the success I've had in life is because I have a lot of dress ups. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've just always, like, I've just hoarded like a bunch of dress ups in my life. And so I was like, I really want to make fun of Insta models. Yeah. And like, you know, they write those deep captions, mm. but really they just want to show a picture of them looking hot. Exactly. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to make fun of that and dress up 
ridiculous and put a deep caption and call it Fashion Fridays. So I've been doing that and I'm still doing it. Like it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit of fun. It's not like people are like, oh, I, I love your Fashion Friday thing. But it's like yeah. it's just another thing of yeah. it's content. I enjoy like finding stupid outfits and then posing like I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. I got I got hooked up the other week. I met someone that worked at the Salvos. Nice. And I was like, I had this dream in my mind. I'm like, how do I make this dream happen? Where it was like, I want to essentially use Salvos as a wardrobe. Nice. So I don't have to buy the clothes and take them home and store them mm. somewhere. I can just go to the shop, pick out an outfit, go take a photo and put the outfit back. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I was like, that would be perfect because I moved like to an apartment. There's not a lot of storage room. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I met this chick who works at the Salvos and, and it happened like the other week. We went to this huge Salvos. She helped pick out five outfits. My photographer friend, friend came and then we just took five different shots and put the clothes back. Amazing. And I was like, this is the dream. So really? I think we're going to do that every five weeks. Amazing. Yeah. And then do you give like a little bit of a promo to yeah. the Salvos as well? Well, that's, yeah. And like I, you know, I respect and love what they do just yeah. generally. And I also love the Salvos stores. So I'm like, it's a win-win. Totally. You know, just promoting goodness, but yeah. also getting some funny photos out of it. The ultimate collaboration. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You've actually never been shy about sharing some pretty intimate parts of your life. Many years ago, you were on TV trying to auction off your <laughs> first kiss yeah, in an gosh. interview with Larry Emder. Yeah. And then eBay, after seeing that video, it got enough attention that eBay actually pulled your ad yeah. down. I love how much research you've done. Well, look, I'm thorough. What can I say? It's good. <laughs> People are like, oh, so, you know, maths. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no. Twelve years of stuff. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you didn't just arrive here. Yeah. So, I mean, at the time, you were saying that you hadn't told your parents about mm. going on live TV yeah, to yeah. auction off your first kiss. Yeah. How did they actually take it once the reality <sighs> of it set in? Oh, they've. I think they've gotten to a point where they're just not surprised anymore, and I, I've kind of like I've trained them for that. Nice. <laughs> so, and that was just one of those moments of like. Like, oh, what's Josh up to now? And, like, they trust me and everything, so they know it's coming from a good place. I'm not, like, yeah. off the rails or anything. But, yeah. yeah, I think they're just, like, I think they've always wondered, I wonder where this is going. Yeah. And probably had, you know, quiet concerns <laughs> for me. But, like, again, they always trusted me. So, they're like, whatever it is, we know it's going to be a good place and it's going to be yeah. the right thing. So, yeah. Shout-outs to the parents. Nice. Well, they've obviously done a good job because, you know, you are respectful and, you know, you're part of a stand-up show at the moment called Clean Comedy. Squeaky clean, yeah. Yeah, and I would actually associate that with your comedy style. You know, there is in a lot of other people's comedy there's gratuitous swearing yeah. and lots of kind of dirty jokes and that mm. kind of thing for the laugh and there doesn't seem to be anything like that. I mean, the kind of auctioning off your first kiss and maybe, you know, a, a video with a sexologist about, you know, losing your virginity. That's probably about as dirty right. as it gets. Yeah, and, and it's not even dirty. It's no, just like it's in the most real. innocent. It's like science. Yeah. It's yeah. funny because, like, that video, none of my stuff on YouTube gets, like, demonetized because mm -hmm. it, it's safe. Yeah. Except that one did. And it's like, <laughs> it's like the irony of talking to a doctor about essentially yeah. being pure is yeah. the thing that, like, well, you can't talk about 
sex on you know in a real pure way. <laughs> yeah that was quite funny interesting she was hilarious another yeah. kind of straight shooting yeah wise person i didn't put some things she set up oh really because like she she comes from a background of like she's a doctor she's a sexologist so it's all very like matter of fact yeah and she says stuff that you you blush because you're like oh we can't talk about that it's like <laughs> no no, no. My whole job is to talk about that. Yeah. It's quite funny. Like yeah, it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Another aspect of, you know, sharing your personal life was sharing your engagement video, mm. which was the most epic engagement. <laughs> if, if you haven't gone and if you haven't seen that video, I highly suggest that everyone goes out and has a look at that. That is how you propose to somebody. I mean, how I was thinking, how did you, so basically just for people that haven't seen the video, you basically take your then girlfriend mm-hmm. on this surprise day journeying mm-hmm. through all the beautiful first and second yeah. date yeah. spots and when did you have the time to go and set it all up and put the little clues <laughs> at each location? It was such a huge project. Like because the, the big part of it was we I'd also shot like this documentary where I went into the bush with four friends um, with just five items up. Like, ah. So essentially one item each okay. and we try to survive for five days. It was really stupid <laughs> and we filmed it all, but we didn't really have any plans to like edit it or what to do. And so we're like, oh, we'll get to it eventually. And then I watched some of the footage and like when the timing of when we went into the bush was when I started chatting to Catherine over Instagram for the first time. Yeah. And I just mentioned it like on camera. I was like, oh, I kind of, you know, I kind of miss home. It's day three, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, I've been chatting to this girl, you know, three days ago. Who knows what'll happen? Like, probably nothing, but whatever. And I mentioned her name. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I have to use this as part of the engagement because she would not know this footage exists. Like, I didn't even know that I'd said that. So I said to the guys, I'm like, we have to finish this documentary by August 3, which was the day that we first started chatting. Mm-hmm. So that part was like probably the biggest part wow. of actually finishing the documentary. <laughs> yeah. And then around that, like putting all my journal entries together and I had a little team that was hiding the, the letters around oh Sydney God. and setting up the, the little picnic thing. Yeah, but I like I like working on little projects and this yeah. was just like <laughs> yeah. a significant one. And I hadn't planned on filming it, like capturing, because I didn't want mm. that to like interrupt the yeah. actual specialness of the day. But as soon as I got there, I was like, just straight up, do you want me to record, like, document this day? Do you not want me to or are you indifferent? She was like, yeah, just do whatever. So I ended up documenting most of the day and then yeah. made this little video, which is nice. Amazing. And how beautiful to have that for the rest of yeah. your lives. That's really special. One of the other things that you mentioned before, this is kind of, you know, sticking with your personal life. Mm. You mentioned that you'd been to Bible school. Yes, Bible school. Bible school. So, <laughs> I mean, my my first question would be, you know, how did you come to be there? Were you raised in a religious family and, you know, where did yeah. that all come from? Yeah, so my dad was a pastor mm-hmm. for the church. Um, he's actually the youth pastor. Okay. And so, yeah, so we grew up going to church, you know, being around youth group and that kind of thing. And then, like, at a few points in my life, like, early on, you know, I had to make that decision of, like, okay, is this just a pet my parents' thing or do I actually believe 
in God? Do I like believe in Jesus? Do I believe in all the things that the Bible says? And through that journey, I was like, okay, yep, this thing is now my own. Like I have my own faith. Mm-hmm. It's not just living through my parents' faith yeah. or anything like that. And then, and then I started getting involved in things at church, like youth group and running events and that kind of thing. And then I was like, oh, I don't really know what I want to do. Like I was, I was making the videos, but this was just a hobby. So I was yeah. like every couple of months or whenever it was, I'd make a hydrogen video. And then uh, I was like, what, what do I like? And I really liked doing ministry, which is like mm-hmm. doing stuff at the church. I was like, yeah, but I don't want to necessarily be like my dad. I don't necessarily want to like do Bible college and like study. Yeah. I'm not that kind of person. But I was like, you know what? You got to do something, Josh. So I just like, I jumped in the deep end and went to this Bible college for three years and then ended up as essentially like a youth pastor at my church, wow. <laughs> which is what my dad exactly. was. <laughs> yeah. So as much as it looks like, oh yeah, it was all like meant to be and you just kind of followed in your dad's footsteps. I was like, no, no, I was, you know, I was trying to do the exact opposite, yeah. but ended up actually that was kind of what I loved doing. So yeah, so I was um, a full-time pastor at my church for almost five years. Wow. And then six months ago, I finished up to do full-time comedy. Wow. And now here we are. Amazing. So I find spirituality really interesting mm. and I, I, I'm really interested in different people's kind of take on it. I'm not exactly sure what I think. Sure. I really wish I had a really strong belief yeah. one way or another. Yeah. So I sort of have this sense that, you know, society is kind of moving towards a sort of more agnostic or atheist sort of view. Yeah. It's sort of it's not really cool to have, <laughs> you know, a belief in yeah. something these days. I mean, you know, when I talk about the young people kind of yeah. at large. Mm, sure. And I just wonder you know, what your thoughts are in terms of where this is going and mm. why do you think it would be important for young people mm. to find something that they believe in? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I guess the way I see it, just like not having put a crazy amount of thought or research into it, but having seen, you know, I've been in church for 34 years and, yeah, you just see that that transition of like, it's the cultural thing where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, 50 years ago, everyone went to church. Yeah. It was just the thing you did as part of the culture. But then as, as like the Australian culture moves away from like the Christian culture, which it, like it slowly is and then sometimes it quickly is and that kind of thing, it's just inevitable that w- when it's not part of the culture, you have to make a decision to mm. do it. And I, I say that as some people are like, oh, it's devastating. The world's going to go like, bad or whatever (laughs) but having actually done bible college and done church history Mm -hmm. and i see like history is just repeating itself like the things that went on in the first century were crazy and then we think the world's going crazy it's no we've already been crazy Mm. and it's just going to go in a loop and a loop a loop so i think but but the thing for me is like when when christianity like really exploded was through the craziness mm-hmm. and it was actually through the Christian's persecution in a weird, like, and that's a really weird concept of like, it grows when like, essentially like it grows when it dies. Mm. Like they were Christians were being like severely persecuted by the Romans 
but because of that persecution, they went like they got scattered, they got exiled. I guess you can imagine like when when things are going bad, you have to make a decision: Do I really believe in this thing? Because mm-hmm. if I do, I'm probably going to end up like the people I've seen, you know, burnt at the stake or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Where and then, but then when when I think it was Constantine or someone, uh, this guy made Christianity famous, yep. and basically that's when it was like, okay it's part of the culture, it's part of the state, like the state and the church are one. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, was that a good thing or a bad thing? Because, you know, you could argue the good thing was then everyone became Christian and everyone just believed and it was like it was cool to be a Christian. And But then like, but did it really produce proper, real people of faith? And it's like, well, not really because mm-hmm. you just did the easy thing. Yeah. So I think it's actually it's, it's going backwards, but I see it as a good thing because churches might get way smaller but the conviction of the people that are there is going to be a true one. Yeah, that's really interesting. I I don't know if you know, but in my other life, I'm a therapist. Okay. And, you know, I used to work at the coroner's court. So for, for a number of years, all I was working with were people who had lost somebody suddenly or unexpectedly. Mm. And it was always without warning, obviously, if they're being investigated by the coroner. And what really struck me was the people who had strong convictions mm. in their faith managed their grief 10 times better really? than people like me that aren't really sure mm, what okay. happens. So because they were absolutely convinced that their loved one was in heaven or sure. whatever they believed, yeah. for them it was obviously horrific that they'd lost the person, yeah. but they were comforted by the fact that they mm. had this belief and that they mm. knew that that person was safe and okay in the next realm, whatever it was that they believe. Yeah. So for me, I, I always sort of, I don't know, I, I feel like. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because I'd love to have that. I don't think it's something you can fake. I can't like yeah. pretend I totally believe in God or <laughs> sure. the afterlife. I would love to know for sure that yeah. something happens yeah. next. But, you know, I, I just always thought that that was a really interesting angle mm. in terms of people's belief and spirituality. So. I don't think it's something that gets talked about. Obviously, I know we're going down a dark path here and I'll, I'll move us out of it in a minute. But, sure. um, you know, I think it's those major kind of things, major events that make people turn to God and, and beliefs like losing somebody or yeah. something massive happening. Maybe they get a terrible diagnosis yeah. or something and then you sort of feel like you wish there was someone that you could turn to to make it all go away. Right. So what are your thoughts on, you know, the difference between people kind of turning to God or thinking about the universe? I mean, are you are you like a hardline God and Jesus guy or or do you kind of think that there are other ways of, of believing and having spirituality mm. outside of Christianity? Yeah, so. I think like the short answer is I'm the first one. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's just like a, a rational, I totally understand that that people are kind of like searching and they'll probably call themselves spiritual, Mm. but that's so broad. Like, you know, people could believe in star signs and call themselves spiritual. But I think like for me, like Christianity isn't, isn't just like, it's not a feeling and it's not a, I I just hope that there's something. This is what we believe. One guy kind of put it once. He's like, you just kind of got to make a decision of who you think Jesus was. And that will help determine, like, essentially the rest of your beliefs. Because you, you could either think he's a lunatic, which a lot of people did, because he said some crazy stuff <laughs> and did some crazy stuff. 
you could think he's a loser because he ended up dying. And then like, what was the point? You could say he's a liar and everything he said was just a lie. And like, you know, you've probably met lots of scam artists who is just like that. <laughs> but then the last option is like, or you could think he's Lord, mm-hmm. which essentially means he's God and there's a, there was a purpose for him being here. So to me, it's not so much about this, you know, spirituality. Like, the, <laughs> oh yeah, just believe in like the bigger thing. It's like, no, I want my my faith to be so rooted in like history, in reason, which, you know, if some people are like, how can you be Christian and be reasonable? It's like, <laughs> you've got to be, right? Otherwise you're just reaching it at something. Yeah. So I think definitely, you know, out of those two options you gave, I'm like, like from what I've read and like what I've experienced, Jesus, he says in the Bible, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can experience God, like the true God, unless it's through me. Mm-hmm. And is basically saying, like, I'm it. Yeah. Like, you, you figure out what you think about me. And, and it also says in the Bible, if you've seen me, you've seen God. Like, essentially saying, I am God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, yeah. a crazy thing to say, and a lot of people have said it. Like even currently, this you know the new Jesus or whatever. I think Donald Trump is maybe the latest. <laughs> well, one. some people would say he's the Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I think about that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to live my life or or have a faith that's like like a maybe or mm. like a, based on a hope. Uh, like mm. I want it to be based on more than that. Because otherwise, it's like oh, you're putting a lot of eggs in that that one basket, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I think it's such an interesting point that you make about him being a real man because I I know lots of people from lots of different religious backgrounds Mm. who all tend to agree that, yeah, he was was a real man. man. But, you know, what they don't agree on necessarily is what what he actually or who he actually was. But I don't know, is there anything wrong with just believing whatever version of of him or God Mm. that you believe if it gets you to a place of treating other people well and living a good life and and having something to kind of hang your hat on and abide by? Well, there's obviously nothing wrong with that because I think God's heart in the Bible and and essentially what what he wants from his followers, Christians, is to do good, like to actually be good people. I mean, like what a crazy concept that would be. (laughs) And, And sometimes every now and then you meet someone who's like, Ah, yeah, see, it does, it's true. Like, you're living it out. You meet plenty of people who you like, geez, aren't you supposed to be a Christian, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's, like, obviously for, for people to live in harmony and peace and to actually be good to each other, that's that's a great outcome. Mm-hmm. I think the, the only difference is if when you're talking about, um, I guess, truth and and then, like, what happens after that? So when Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to the Father except through me, he's saying, I'm it. Yeah. Like, it's no either or. And sure, like, it's it's not about good or bad because there's plenty of good people that aren't Christians mm. and there's plenty of people that call themselves Christians who aren't good, yeah. right? But he's saying for, for that, for like eternity, for all those things that he said, there's one way and, and that's him. But I'm certainly... Like, I think it, you know, it's a bit of a sticky point to say, well, you know, unless you're a Christian, you aren't good. It's like, yeah. come on. Like, you know, you've met some amazing people who do great things in the world, who give up their lives to serve others who aren't Christians. Mm. And I would honour that. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, I think, you know, the concept of doing good and being good ties back in with your work because, like you said before, your aim really is to bring joy to people. Mm, yeah. And I guess that's you doing good, isn't it? Uh, like, I hope so. Yeah. I don't know. I Like, I don't know where I land with, like, what's, like, the purpose. But I think I think if if I can simply, like, bring a little bit of joy, there's plenty of people or situations that are taking the joy away from people. Yeah. So I think it seems like a nothing thing, but there may be more significance to it than I think. Yeah. But also the importance of doing it without bringing other people down. Yeah. And it's a fine line because, like, I, I walk the line a little bit with doing bachelor recaps. And, <laughs> yeah. But, like, there's so many people who message me and, and they notice it and they're, like, stunned. You have no idea that's my intention mm. and I don't know if I'm executing it right. They'll say, like, you know, this is one thing I appreciate I appreciate about you. I'm like, okay, maybe um, maybe it's coming across. Yeah. There's a few times where I'm like, oh, maybe I went too far with that or whatever, which, uh, you know, you got to keep sharpening my, my skills in that. Yeah. And not to get the cheap laugh sometimes. But, yeah, I think certainly – I want to represent Jesus, right? Yeah. And, you know, if he was a comedian, how would he go about it? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, that's that's the challenge for me. Yeah. Well, I think you're nailing it because, like I said to you before, I, I get so much joy from watching your videos and I know that lots of people will too. And if, if you're not already following Josh, <laughs> um, you can follow him on Instagram and YouTube yeah, and Facebook, Facebook at Hi Josh. Yep. But I think, yeah, I think it's really important to just keep doing what you're doing because, like you said, there are so many people who are bringing other people down, mm. who are doing comedy from that negative perspective. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think, I follow a few comedians on Instagram, but your feed, I'm constantly refreshing because it does yeah. just kind of give you a little lift and you have a laugh and yeah. then you just get back to whatever mundane or painful thing, <laughs> you know, you're in the middle of yeah. doing. So, yeah, I think I think you are, I think, you know, not really knowing Jesus particularly well, but I think if, <laughs> if, if he was looking down on you, I think he'd be pretty impressed with what you're mm. doing. I have a question for you, actually. Mm-hmm. This is something I think about for, again, like my purpose. Mm-hmm. Plenty of people are like, maths is the worst show in the world. So, you know, some people are like, let's boycott it because it's yeah. promoting adultery or it's just like very unhelpful or the psychologists aren't real, like that kind of thing. Few people have said either how could you be like involved with something like that or you should say something about it. And I like and I I'm wrestling with that because at one level so many comedians get into like the political side of things and just kind of lose the I don't know, just the lighthearted joy of what they do. And also don't want to like preach at people because mm. um, that's not my intent. I'll preach through my actions essentially. But it's something I think about of kind of like who I am and people that follow me. Like, do you think that it would be a good thing to kind of put the jokes aside and in a lighthearted way, just be like, yeah, like this is, this is my experience of watching maths. Here's the anger that I felt for certain actions. Like my involvement is just a lighthearted take at it. And that's where it stands but maybe here's a f- here's a few things that I reckon will help of what to do now. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, number one, don't bother bullying these people because I know you that like, you've wanted to because I've wanted to. Like, <laughs> yeah. How could you do this? Yeah. But like you know, just like the anti-bullying thing mm-hmm. is just 
so needed, especially for maths. Yeah. But also, you know, just talk about how important actual psychology is. And I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't know where to land it and if it's, if it's something I should do. But I don't know, just off like from what I've just said, do you think it is a good idea to just make a quick video of like, I don't know, just for me to get a little bit deep before yeah. we get back to the, the lols. Look, I don't I don't see why you wouldn't. I mean, mm. you've been revealing things about yourself, you know, from the very, very early, early days of public life for sure. you. So, you know, why wouldn't it why wouldn't people appreciate it? And I think like you were saying before, you're kind of grappling with what do I do with this platform? Yeah. And maybe this is what you do with your platform. You've yeah. got, you know, tens of thousands of followers who are watching everything you're doing. And so I don't think there's any harm in saying, hey, this is all really funny, but, but on the other side yeah. of it, we have to kind of remember these things yeah. too. Okay. You know, it's staying true to who you are yeah. and your beliefs and your thoughts. And as long as you're not, you know, representing anyone that you're not yeah. truly behind and yeah. you're actually just saying the things that you believe and feel, I think it can yeah. only be a good thing. Okay. Yeah. I think about it. And I think knowing you, you would do it. You know, it's not going to be a deadpan, you know, yeah. serious public service announcement. You know, I'm sure you'd still keep it light and yeah. entertaining and, you know, whatever you do, I, I think certainly all the people that follow you will appreciate it yeah. and maybe it's a good way to spread some love. Yeah. There's a little segment that I you'd like to do called What They Said. And I just kind of fire out a few questions, whatever comes to mind off the top of your head. We'll just answer a few, see how you go. And um, just I know we've kind of taken things to a kind of more serious place yeah. here and this is a good way That's of okay. lightening it yeah. back up. Great. First kiss, we know that where you tried to make it happen, what <laughs> actually ended up happening? So it did happen not too long after that with a girl from New Zealand. It was actually a friend's sister and, yeah, <laughs> I was 23. 23 was my first kiss. Wow. Was it because of you no. kind of trying to sell it? Or? No. Okay. Like that, I mean, that was just the whole, it was almost a publicity stunt, which like yeah. I can't believe I did a publicity stunt. I'm just not <laughs> yeah. about that life. Yeah, so I was 23, first kiss, Kiwi chick. Nice. All right, so alternate career choice. If you couldn't be a comedian or pastor. a pastor, what, what do you think you'd be doing? Well, when I was young, I really wanted to either own a lolly shop. This is going to sound naughty, but it's not. An adult playland. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like a kid's playland, but for adults. Like nice. a gigantic ball pit. And, like, yeah, I feel like like since then, this is, like, 20 years ago, I thought about this idea. I think feel like people have done that now. Mm. But I don't know. Again, it's just like I want people just to have fun and totally. not be, like, super serious about life. So you're kind of sounding like you need to be a modern-day Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be the worst job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Candy and ball pits. That's it. <laughs> Throw in a bar and I think you'd probably get most people there. Yeah, but I probably wouldn't sell alcohol. It'd be mm. like spiders. <laughs> oh, nice. Of ice cream in the a lime. Nice. So, okay, if you were to go and have a meal or a drink with three people, dead or alive, okay, who would you choose and why? I feel like Jesus is the obvious answer. Mm-hmm. And why not? 
you know, asking him a couple of questions. <laughs> Why not? I'm not like a huge celebrity guy. Like I just mm-hmm. don't, I just don't really care that much. Yeah. I don't know if I would want to spend, like have dinner with the person, but just intriguing of like, who is Kanye? Like what's mm. his deal? <laughs> very, very interesting. I don't know. I used to like skateboards. It's this guy called Rodney Mullen who mm-hmm. basically like invented skateboarding and he's just a real nerd. I just, he, I don't know, I feel like he'd be like really interested in you. <laughs> yeah, Even nice. though he like invented skateboarding. Nice. Um, interesting combination. <laughs> I know. I feel like Kanye would ruin it. <laughs> he totally would. He'd be, he'd be talking over Jesus the yeah. whole time and claiming to be a million times better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've done a couple of good things, but, you know, you've seen my latest album. <laughs> That's it. So what's, like, one story that your family always tells about you? Is there one, like, funny anecdote or something where they're always teasing you about? Oh, uh, yeah. The, this different, though, because, like, my dad is, like, a preacher, so he'd always have his go-to stories of me. One of them was when I bought my first car on eBay <laughs> and it, he'd like, he'd always promised like us kids, like I'll buy you your first service on your car. Just nice. like just to celebrate that you bought a car. It ended up that my service cost more than the car actually. Oh my cost, God. Cause I bought it off eBay <laughs> and uh, he, yeah, he likes that story. Wow. <laughs> So the cl- you bought a classic lemon. I bought a lemon, but I loved it. My sister always tells me the story of when I pooed my pants when I was three. Oh, great. And just holds that over my head. Oh, my God. Older sister? Yeah. Yeah. And We're uh, the worst. Yeah, they're probably the top two stories. Nice. <laughs> so really kind, loving <laughs> <laughs> family anecdotes. <laughs> So what's next for you, Josh? What I know you're sort of not sure where mm. the ma- the big picture is, but what what have you got coming up next? Oh, well, next week is the last week of maths and the first week of Batching in Paradise, which I'm mm. also doing. Um, Very exciting. Last week I shot a pilot episode for this idea that I've got, which essentially is like a Facebook Live show once a week. So I would host it and essentially it's like, It'll be a hub, a platform for the content that I make each week. Nice. So like your maths things, maybe a Just Ask Josh, maybe a throwback video and like a new video. But in between the pre-recorded videos, I interact with the live streaming audience. And so ah. there's like competitions or blah, blah, blah. So I got this idea of, of it's called the Heaps Late Show with Hi Josh. Nice. It'll be, be late on a weeknight and it'll be live so people can interact People be part of the show and I'll just show videos that I made that week. Amazing. I'm excited about it. When I yeah. was doing it, I was like, there's so many options of mm. making it really awesome and yeah. a mix between Wayne's World and Jimmy Fallon. Nice. Like super low-key and endearing. Yeah. <laughs> and people love to interact. So I don't know yeah. I don't know how well, it wouldn't be a winner. Yeah. And that's why like part of the reason why I did Wake Up and Say is I'm like, I want people to request their favorite song yeah. and to dance along. So it's like yeah. They are the content. They are part of this thing. So we'll see. That's If it doesn't happen, I'll keep doing random videos, like 
maths and <laughs> I got like lots of ideas in my head. I just got to shoot and try and make an income as well. That's mm. the other that's the other boundary. The yeah. challenge is to make a living to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I wish you all the luck in the world, Josh. Thank I think you. you're doing some great work. Everyone go and check him out on all the social platforms. Yeah. And Josh, thank you so much for yeah. coming and sharing your story. My pleasure.